Welcome back to Young Money Mindset, hosted by Luke Caricchio and Robbie Holdcross. From, from the ground up, where we talk about mindset, real estate, the hustle, and everything to help you achieve your dreams. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast today. We're bringing you this one. Uh, pretty pretty urgent news out there today, Robbie. We got Russia and Ukraine, as I'm sure you guys have seen the news. Pretty crazy yeah, stuff the going videos, on out there. The news, everything is crazy right now. I don't even know what to make of it just yet. You know? I know. I heard there's a lot of tons of propaganda going on out there as well. Yeah. You know? So how do you know which of these videos we're seeing are real, which is fake, what they're actually leaking out? You don't really know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I know one thing. Um, We've kind of been thinking, you know, how's this going to affect our real estate market, right? That's the big question everyone's got on their mind. So what's your take on this, Robbie? What do you think this is going to do in terms of demand? Do you think we're going to see people maybe holding off for, you know, a month or so to kind of see, you know, how this plays out? Or what do you think, you know, that's going to do to demand? I definitely think the fear that people have is going to kind of slow down the market. And, you know, we talk about interest rates on just about every episode. And you guys already know that they're continuing to rise right now. Um, but the Fed, you know, tightens up, you know, in times of expansion. And then, you know, when there's times of depression, they open it up. So, you know, they've been planning on increasing, increasing, increasing. This might be one of those things that kind of makes them draw back. And, you know, maybe interest rates won't be as crazy high as we that's, thought. And, yeah. And that's what I was thinking is like, how does this affect, you know, that Fed meeting March 15th in terms of them raising interest rates? Maybe this will kind of slow down the um, inflation readings as well. Yeah. Or I heard on the on the flip side of that, I don't know if you saw oil right now. Yeah. Has been surging. I think right. we're at the the time of recording this. I think oil's sitting at about a uh, hundred and three dollars. Yeah. A barrel. So um, we're going to definitely feel that. I feel like in the CPI readings, which is the Consumer Price Index. Yeah. Which is what the Fed's going to look at March fifteenth and you know, and, and trying to figure out what they're going to do with these rates. So, um, yeah, I think short-term fear for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to see, you know, two weeks from now, how is this looking? You know, are we still seeing- Is it cleaned up? Is it done yet? Yeah. yeah. Are we still seeing, you know, the Russian tanks in there and, and the, the helicopters and the planes and yeah. Exactly. And I, I just want to, you know, take this quick time to, to mention, you know, we definitely keep all the, the Ukrainian folks in our, in our thoughts and in our prayers for sure. So um, anyone affected by this, I, you know, our, my heart goes out yeah. to you for sure. So, um, I mean- you know, that kind of touches on the Russia-Ukraine thing. I think everyone is thinking, um, especially right now, you know, is the real estate market still hot, Robbie? I, I feel like I'm getting this question more and more. As more people sit on the sidelines, they ask, hey, are you still seeing property sell over list? Are you still seeing property sell, you know, in a few days on the market? Yeah. And my answer is yes. Yeah. The market's as hot as it's ever been. I mean, most most listings are selling at about 101% of their list price or more. Um, it's kind of doing a repeat of last year. You know, if you look at the analytics of it, we're repeating, you know, we're starting off crazy, crazy hot. There was a little dip January, February, which is seasonal, you know, typically does happen. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be super interesting to see, you know, with everything going on. And I was also kind of wondering as well, I mean, you know, Biden shut down that pipeline that we have here in the U.S., uh, most of our oil, like you just touched on as well, comes from Ukraine, Russia. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how do we respond to that? Are we going to open that back up? Are we going to, I mean. Yeah. Know. Are they going to use the strategic reserves? Because I know that was something that, you know, was discussed was, 
you know, the U.S. does have what they call strategic reserves of oil, right? In, right. In these cases where they need to dip into those reserves to kind of stabilize prices. And that's, I think, really is the main job right now that they're, you know, one of the hardest jobs I think they have is is really just, you know, making sure that they can kind of stabilize the markets, right? And we don't see the ca- catastrophic, you know, oil Oil prices skyrocket. Yeah. Price of ammo, everything. I mean, people are going to have less money to spend. And for that reason, I feel like maybe the Fed isn't going to increase as fast or as, you know, as quick as they or, had originally planned. Yeah. Or, you know, March 15th, what could happen is, um, you know, rather than doing half a point, like, you know, some people have been predicting a half a point increase uh, on that next uh, Fed meeting, March 15th. Um, we could see maybe a quarter of a point instead. Yeah. So kind of a compromise um, in terms of, you know, what the Fed is going to do just to kind of see how everything plays out with the Russian and and the Ukraine thing. But I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. I I just sold a property, 150,000 over the listing price. That's crazy. It was a California so, buyer? No, it's actually local. They're really? local. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did they? I mean, did did, it, did they way overpay for it, or did it come? How the appraisal come in on it? No. Well, it's cash. It's, um, oh, so they didn't even run an appraisal. Yeah. Okay. So no yeah. appraisal. But you know, I just think you know, especially it was a one acre lot in yeah. phoenix and i mean you just those are coming you know extremely hard to find right yeah, now definitely in phoenix yeah exactly and then it's you know to take it one step further it's like this one acre parcel what's going to happen with it is it's going to get subdivided yep. and it's going to get sold off so i feel like that the one acre parcels are dwindling as these developers go in and buy them and subdivide them subdivide and, yeah. them they build and then they sell yeah um I, that actually reminds me robbie did you hear about the developers here in phoenix um, they're building whole entire new built communities strictly for rent. Strictly for yep. rent. Yeah, I have heard of that, and I. It's crazy to think that these developers have that much in reserves that they can hold off for that amount of time for the rents to collect. You know, instead of you know doing a short term loan and then they're buying them and paying that loan right back. They've got enough money in reserves to where they can sit and wait and capitalize on the rents. I mean, I know. the amount of money that these developers have to have is, is oh, astronomical. Yeah, and it's, I'm sure they have, you know, private equity. They probably have hedge fund money. Yep. They got to have some, you know, big, big uh, investors backing them for yeah. sure. I heard of one out in Buckeye. Have you heard of any other communities that are doing it? Or no, is, I just, I heard it was Westside. Yeah. Um, but I did hear too, Buckeye is kind of the, the hot spot, I think, right now that they own a ton of land in. Right. So I think that could definitely grow out there we could see a ton of rentals kind of hitting the market but yeah you know even the builders i've been speaking with even you know one of my clients that's buying the the one there the one acre parcel over on 44th street um that's going to be developing it you know they they really don't foresee them being able to supply the market fast enough yeah you know i mean by the time you permit you build yeah. i mean it's an it's a eight to you know 16 month process all yeah. day long and we need inventory like today yeah and i think that's a common misconception too is a lot i hear a lot of people say that we're overbuilding right now and if you look at the numbers from you know 06 to 09 i mean we were double what we're building right now so we're still definitely behind the ball you know well and we haven't built too yeah i mean yeah they stopped building you know if you look at the numbers from the past five six seven years it's virtually nothing you know i was reading a statistic that was saying like 260 people moved to arizona a day yeah and yeah. um, I, I can only see that probably even going higher in the months and years to come. But yeah, and how are we going to stabilize it though? I mean, how do we how do we keep up with it? That's a good yeah. question. I mean, 
I'm really curious to see how these rentals, you know, play, you know, play their their part in this market because it's kind of one of those things. It's it's kind of unfortunate, honestly. Like I, I'm really not a huge fan of the you know whole entire subdivisions for rentals. I mean, it's great for the developers, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel like you know we do need more affordable housing. Yeah, and it's and definitely taken away from that. It is. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're buying the cheapest land. You know, in in areas they can buy a ton of it in, they can develop, and then they're not selling it. You know, yeah. they're not providing really new inventory for us. Like we said, I mean, we stopped building. We don't have enough inventory as it is. And then you have developers right now buying, creating inventory and not selling it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just for their own personal benefit, which, I mean, that's the way the market goes. But it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, I just, I feel like we're kind of moving slowly more towards a, a renter's nation and and more yeah. people, you know, our our kids, our grandkids one day will will most likely, you know, be feeling the effects of that. So. Yeah, definitely. It makes you wonder with the with the 260 people moving here a day too, like what the, what's that going to do to household formation? You know, are we going to see more people cramming into houses instead of, you know, expanding out, doing so. their own thing? Are we going to see these, these college kids maybe staying at home for an extra 10 years or so, you know, until they can actually afford to get out with with as unaffordable as it is in this market, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that exactly. I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things, I guess, where, you know, you look at household formation too. And, you know, I feel like more people are consolidating their homes right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the grandkids are helping grandma buy a house and, you know, yeah, you've got in. three generations living under the same roof, you know, exactly. And I guess that's kind of goes right in, right in line with our inventory. Right. I mean, yeah. it just goes to show that there's really not enough homes yeah. out here. And, um, and it's, I think it's hotter than ever. It's, and I think my buyers are feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know, I'm sure you're feeling it. It's as far as the question of the market being hot, I think it's as hot as it's ever, ever been. You know? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I just, you know, I asked myself how sustainable is this as well, right? And I think that's what everyone's thinking is, you know, how long can we see this play out? Is this a two year, you yeah. know, two years down the line? Are we going to be in this for another five years? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be an ending point, right? Yeah. And I talk to a lot of people, especially in the industry, and depending on who you talk to, it's either rainbows and sunshines. Hey, the market's going to the moon. You know, we don't have enough inventory. It's just going to be this way. This is the new norm. Or there's some people right now kind of sounding the alarm bells in a sense of like, hey, how long can this last? We're in a hot market right now. Um, but is this a two-year, one-year, six-month kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with what we were talking about, too. I mean... What's going on else in the world, right? What's the Fed doing? How's this Russian-Ukraine thing going? Yeah. I think that's going to play a big, big, um, you know, part in kind of how the markets go. Um, do you predict any slowdown in the market? And if you were to predict it, when would you say we are going to see, you know, either a slowdown or the market get a little softer? I I definitely think, you know, it's going to have to slow down. I don't know if you said it on the last Crumford uh, report. Yeah. Um, rents actually for the first time, is it six or seven Down years? To. It's actually cheaper to rent than it is to buy. Now, that, that only makes sense if you're not going to hold the property for five years or more. Um, but as of current, that's the first time in, you know, five, six, seven years that rents have actually come in lower than the, the cost of buying. Um, and that's not in counting your appreciation in there, right? Right. So. Well, that, that's where that five years comes in. So if you're holding the property for more than five years, you know, just an equity that you'll build alone in that five years makes it worth the purchase. If you're not, then it's kind of, 
it's kind of a gamble in that sense. Which is kind of scary too, because if you think back to, you know, 06, 07, 08, right? You know, if you actually study that time period, you know, people were buying properties back in those years with the expectation of, you know, it appreciating X amount of percent, right? Exactly. And I feel like that's what hurts you, right? Is when you start counting on this appreciation, you know, you buy something with, you know, the expectation of the market going crazy and then all of a sudden it turns. Yeah. And then we see a lot of inventory uh, hit the market. But, you know, what one thing on that Crumford report too, and which me and Robbie um, follow, which is a, a local person here that, you know, goes through these, these market statistics, um, but one thing they had mentioned on that Crumford report was that the rents have started to tick down just a little bit or yep. kind of flatten out a little bit. And that kind of leads home prices, right? Right. So we usually see kind of rents soften a little bit and then home prices obviously, you know, follow, follow that. Right. So I'm curious to see kind of how that plays out in the next, you know, coming months and years. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen wages increase at all you know since i want to say it's the late 90s you know so how how much longer can we sustain this uphill without something giving out you know and i don't know what it's going to be i know you asked to kind of give a time frame it's i don't i really don't know you know um i think it'll be interesting to see what happens with these interest rates and everything but as far as you know we can only really predict the market about three months out and for the next three months it's hot you know yeah so yeah i think for the next three months it's we have a lot of momentum in this market, right? And that's one thing, you know, that you got to keep an eye out, in my opinion, is, you know, with all this momentum behind us, I think it's going to be a kind of a slow burn, uh, kind of a, a, a top, you know, a kind of soften and then a downtick. So I think, you know, next three months, we're going to see huge, huge amounts of, um, you know, people getting in and out of the markets even. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even you look at the stock market, you look at the crypto market, I mean, a lot of markets are kind of seeing a, a little bit of a dip here. Yeah, quite a dip, honestly. Yeah, it's been, I mean, my stocks are doing terrible. My crypto's doing terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to look at. I don't even want to, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it in a few months, maybe when something changes. But for right now, just leaving it as is. Not not financial advice, but I can tell you guys what I'm personally doing. And one thing I've been doing probably for the last month, maybe month and a half, two months is uh, I've been going really cash heavy in my portfolios. Um, I'm about 33% now in cash, 33% in Bitcoin, and the other 33% in Ethereum. So just trying to, you know, hedge against that that big downturn, kind of set up in a way where if we do see, you know, the markets kind of come back and rally up, then you're still in, but you still have that cash on the sideline, just yeah. ready to deploy. And if the market ever does dip, you know, if you're one of these investor guys or you have enough built up, that's when you take advantage and make your money, you know? Exactly. And that's why everyone always says the money's made on the buying side. So um, make sure you save that money. I know people are spending money. It seems like, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Robbie, but I keep a close eye out on people, a lot of my friends, my family, just, you know, as I'm out and about, at a bar, at a restaurant, I look and try to be aware of, you know, what's going on and kind of try to look into things. And the, at least the census I have right now is I feel like money, people are spending money like it's going it's out of style. pretty easy, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in and out. <laughs> I see people buying cars and all boats and ATVs yeah. and all sorts of things right now. Um, so I'm curious to see if that kind of slows down too. Yeah. Um, and if we see that consumer spending go down, typically the markets are kind of right behind that, right? So, yeah. And I think if this Russia-Ukraine thing picks up, you know, and, and Americans do start to feel that fear of, 
what could happen, I think a lot of people hold hold tight to their pockets a little bit more than they are right now, you know? Uh, I think the same, yeah. I think people will definitely, you know, keep an eye out on that and, and hopefully spend accordingly. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, who uh, knows what's going to happen in the coming months? You know, we're all kind of in limbo right now. Exactly. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We wanted to bring you this emergency broadcast real It's good quick. to be back. I know. It is good to be back. Sorry for the little hiatus there. And uh, thank you for your time. Luke Correccio signing out. Robbie, Holy Cross, we'll have an update for you guys soon.